Long ago, the television actor was on your TV show. The podcaster was discussing the TV show on their podcast. And And never never the the twain twain shall meet. But those days are long dead. In the age of the TV Rewatch podcast, actors have invaded the podcast scene and stolen the hard-earned downloads from regular working Joes and Jims and Jacobs. And with nowhere else to turn, no other respite or avenue, there was only one direction to go, one unexplored land. Shows What You Know, the podcast about television, is dead. And from its ashes rises the podcast about the podcasts about television. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land. Welcome to Avatar Braving the Elements. Enter the amazing world of Avatar through the official companion podcast. Avatar Braving the Elements from Nickelodeon. Join host Janet Varney, the voice of Korra, and Dante Bosco, the voice of Prince Zuko, each week as they rewatch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, then break down key themes, notable battles, and behind-the-scenes trivia you can't get anywhere else. Special guests from cast members to producers join them to explore elements of the Avatarverse, including the origins of the story and how Avatar was brought to life. Welcome, Jacob. Thanks, Jim. I'm hope you're ready. I, I I hope you're ready for me to be an absolute shill here because <laughs> this is not only the first official podcast that we're doing, like the first official from a network from whoever made the show podcast. Uh, it's the first one where one of us actually listens to it. Like I'm not going to say I haven't listened to all of them, but I dip in and out. So I'm entering this with a fully biased opinion and fully nervous because it took me ages to pick which episode to like recommend to you. And I, I feel like I'm going to come into it real defensive, which is weird. Uh, I'm going to need to shed all of that and kind of bring back my my horrible inner critic. Uh, so I think we got to start with the gym experience here because you've never seen this show or listened to this podcast, right? Yes, that's what's great is we're coming from complete opposite ends of the spectrum because you're already a fan of the show and you've already listened to this podcast. I've never even seen the show before. I've watched exactly one episode, the episode they discuss here, uh, or the, the, the episode discussed on the podcast we're about to discuss, which Mm -hmm. is, um, the city of wall and secrets, correct? Yes. From book two, uh, the earth book of the first series. Now this show is about (laughs) avatar, the last airbender, (laughs) Uh, there's a second show called Legend of Korra, which presumably they're going to go on and do that if this continues to be successful. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're here in, in book two right now. How do you feel? Um, pretty good. I mean, why did you not tell me that Dante Bosco is one of the hosts of this show? Rufio himself from Hook. Have you never seen Hook? I have seen Hook uh, a long time ago, but honestly, to me, he's Prince Zuko, and I kind no. of forget that he's also uh, he's also. So, did that kind of endear you a little bit, or what was your reaction to fi- figuring that out? Yeah, no, I was excited because wh- uh, when I first heard him speak, I was like, "Wait a minute, Dante Bosco is that?" And then I heard his voice. I was like, "Isn't that Rufio?" And I had to double check. It is. 
He does a cool thing on TikTok, by the way, because uh, he has a TikTok like everyone else, of course, if you want to survive in this dog-eat-dog world, uh, where he does um, royalty check uh, bingo or something like that, where basically, like, because yeah. he does so much shit. I mean, you, you may not see him in movies and TV all the time, um, or maybe you do because he does so much shit, but he does a lot of voice work. He's done a lot of classic films going back to, of course, like, the early 90s with Hook and some other guest spots. So he'll just get a stack of checks in the mail. And sometimes they're like, you know, of course, like the famous stories of how you get these 88 cent checks in the mail from a show you worked on years ago. So he he rates them like based off of, you know, can I get Chipotle dinner tonight or can I get something tonight based off of this royalty check? It's pretty fun and it's popped up in my algorithm a few times. That's a pretty good bit. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. And I, I think he, you know, he has a very strong, like, connection to the fan base of Avatar. And I guess, you know, he's very active on social media compared to a lot of other uh, mm. actors or whatever, you know. Uh, he's His character that he voices on Avatar is, you know, it, it's practically a main character. It's not, like, the main character, but it's definitely a fan favorite. And he's definitely been very active on, like, the convention route and things like that. Um, so is yeah, he the guy? Has a TikTok, et cetera. Is he the guy with, the with like the scar? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't actually make the connection watching it, that it was him until listening to the podcast. Um, yeah. We also have Mae Whitman on this show is uh, Katara, the, the girl in the blue dress, <laughs> I guess hmm. I would describe her as. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, and maybe this is too early to ask this, and maybe this is like a hack question, but like, have people put this show on blast for appropriation or what? Uh, how do you like, mean? I'm not because it's, I, it just feels like, I mean, maybe because what this show was made in like 2005, so maybe it wasn't quite as yeah. much of a focus, but it feels, I mean, because it's like, it's anime, but it's not anime, right? And I mean, it's produced by Nickelodeon. It's made, uh, I guess, in collaboration with a lot of Korean or several Korean studios. So, you know, but even like the creator, would generally say it's not anime. Yeah. Like the creator, because the creator's on this episode, right? Mm -hmm. um, That's why a big part of why I picked it for I Brian just had Konetsky it. or something like that. But he's just, yeah. you know, he's just some white guy. You know what I mean? And like Michael Dante DiMartino is just some white guy. And like you're talking about Mae Whitman and like some of these voices, voices. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm going overboard. Maybe I'm being that. I'm not trying to be triggered or anything like that. But I feel like if you if you tried to make this show now, everyone would be like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, yeah, they're working with Korean animators. Every show probably is. You know what I'm saying? Like every yeah. show is farming <laughs> out the animation. And this is probably not even what we're supposed to be here to talk about. I know we're supposed to talk about the podcast. It's just a quick question. I had, I, I um, guess, in your bubble, have you run into people kind of questioning the the show for something like that? I know it's a very popular show. I think it's a, a bit too beloved. Like, I'm sure there's some of that, but it might just be, uh, like, it's come up in, they're making a Netflix live action version uh, mm. that also the creators were involved in and then stepped away from because they were like, this is some bullshit. But they're still making it and spending like 15 million per episode uh, on this Netflix live action thing. And in that, they've made a real 
heavy point about it's going to be appropriately representative. We're not because there was obviously a movie that everyone hates, oh, uh, yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender movie that didn't do so well in that regard or any other regard. Um, but as far as it's a good question because as far as voice acting, I haven't seen as much of like that voice needs to be you know of an inu Inuit person in order for it to be correct. It's not the same. Thing we're seeing in in live action sort of uh, acting, as far as I've seen, anyway. I haven't really heard about it, but I am in a bubble, so hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I've, I just a quick Google. There's one that's like the appropriation of Avatar, but the person does go at the beginning saying like, "This is my favorite show. It's so great." But they do quote uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Coniesco. Um, is that something? I guess when they're talking about the show, like or, uh, when they first. Uh, when they first started making it, um, where was it? I just had it here. Oh, we were really into yoga when we started the show, which is probably why we wanted to do something that was Asian influenced. <laughs> Not the I, best I, quote. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, I don't care. And um, I'm just curious because it's a conversation we have a lot. Um, so I just wasn't sure what that was like as far as in the community. But, you know, maybe it, it, it was made uh before that plus i mean at the end of the day even as a person because to get into my actual thoughts as a person who doesn't who's never seen the show before and obviously i'm popping in on mm. the the book two of earth or whatever the fuck we're doing uh <laughs> and uh i apparently this was a long build to get to this city that we get to the city behind the walls yeah it's yeah. a well-made interesting show and i like that it has kind of a silly uh tone to it although maybe that's a common anime thing anyways um but i mean i love the part when uh the bears just like fucking shit up eating stuff <laughs> and then the guy's like you know wow the bear's going crazy and the other guy's like shut up you know how hard it was to get the seats near the bear like i thought that was great <laughs> yeah it's i mean it is a kids show right but then it kind of yeah delves into more serious themes at times that's why i thought this might be a good episode also for the you know us to review the discussion obviously but like it's kind of so what happens in this uh let's let's take it from the top i guess just in the episode to give you the context if you're listening to this and i have no idea what we're talking about they're arriving at this city and it's kind of like this oppressive state and you don't quite get the sense of it uh, you get the sense of it throughout this episode that it's a very hierarchical structured society there's like an upper class and a middle class and they're literally separated by walls there's these cultural ambassadors who are actually kind of oppressing the people and these things are slowly revealed throughout uh and this is kind of setting up for i don't know if it's the rest of the season but like for the next arc at least it's kind of setting the stage um so uh, it's kind of an interesting thing you're saying about the silly tone, I mean, because it is a kid's show and it very much feels like it from the start. And then it kind of grows a bit more. It always has more serious elements. But first season is very much like episode to episode. We go on separate adventures. Season two is more like we're building these little arcs and stuff. And by the time they get to the next show, like the one that the the woman in this is a voice actor from uh, there's like straight up people getting murdered in ways that Nickelodeon had to be like, okay, what the fuck? Like, you can't, you have to cut this out because there's, like, people's heads exploding and stuff in there. Uh, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely, I could see, like, even, obviously, like, there's a lot of context I'm missing, but I still get the main conceit from watching the episode and 
yeah, I like that it kind of it it does still feel like a kids show in a lot of sense, but in the way that some of the best kids shows or even like shows I watched when I was a kid growing up, when you watch them as an adult, you're like, oh wow, they're they're not like they're not talking down to you really. They're still going into some bigger themes and um, uh, like covering other stuff, uh, other things within the story, and they're going for it and not just like pandering to little kids. Yeah, but unfortunately, this isn't an Avatar uh, rewatch podcast, though I would yes. take you up on that if, you know, <laughs> that whole medium hadn't fucking died and we now have to do this. Um, yes. So we're going to talk instead about the podcast about the podcast, or th sorry, this is the podcast about the podcast about the TV show. So in Avatar Braving the Elements, which is an official show from Nickelodeon, I mm. just want to get your initial thoughts on when you started listening to it, uh, the voices, the cadence uh the feel of it as you as you dipped into this podcast well uh i didn't start i don't think mine had an ad in it did yours have an ad no but we find that's very different for us don't we because in this modern yeah. podcast age we're based on my location yeah. they're like it's not worth paying for ads for jacob but the whole sh the whole show is an ad in a sense you know it's produced exactly. by nickelodeon why would they advertise something else on this show well that's what i was gonna say i was i was gonna say maybe it's just because but then also, I guess it is interesting to feel that Nickelodeon would be like, you know what? Even though this show's done, it's worth it to produce, like, pay for and produce a podcast because that, like, I guess keeps the relevancy or it, you know, encourages the brand or whatever it might be. Jim, um, so hold, hold on to that thought. I have more to tell you about that, but I'm going <laughs> to save that. That's a foreshadow report. We're going to talk about that later. That's what they <laughs> call a sort of spoilers, spoiler alert. So I'm going to get into that, What, why they're making this show and what it's part of. But yeah. Well, because they kind of mentioned like, because we have the creator on. So I did like that you picked an episode that had him on. Um, yeah. because he does really mention, trying I mean, to get you to like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do men I do know they mention like the movie cause it's like Netflix is making a movie with them now. Right. Is that what's happening or show there was or a something? movie in 20. Yeah. There was a movie in 2010 that everyone hated. Oh, Netflix. well, I know that the Sh Shyamalan movie. Yeah. This is a show that started production in 2018 and then they were part of it. The two creators for a while they dipped cause of creative oh, difference. I did hear this. Yeah. Okay. I heard about this. Yeah, so now someone else is making it. It's still happening, and it might still be of interest. But yeah, that's the status quo on that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, uh, the the hosts, like, they kind of have the classic cadence of, you know, we don't host podcasts or talk radio, but there's nothing, there's a charm to that because it's like they're bringing their experience from working on the show. Like, it's not important about them being some sort of, broadcaster and being like oh coming up next we got blah 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 it's uh, just more about them talking about the the actual show although this is very recap heavy which i was surprised because when i saw it was an hour long i was like oh they must get the recap out of the way pretty quick and go somewhere else but no mm -hmm. but but i didn't mind it as much except for well, uh, well actually especially actually i like that their guest would sometimes take the reins on the recap it felt a little different to me i mean given the guy's the creator of the show so i'm sure even without re-watching it he could easily do it but i like that sometimes i, I mean, it didn't even feel like they asked him he'd be like and then we go to blah 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 and this is happening and they would still weave in um 
some behind the scenes stuff with there, uh, like with the, each portion. Like, you know, we hear about like Jody, their guide, and then we hear about how like that he relates it to actual research trip they went on to Beijing and they kind of had a, a, a guide almost like that that was just trying to steer them towards buying trinkets and tourist yeah. traps and stuff like that. Uh, and like getting into a little bit of like the design insight because I remember even watching the episode thinking about it a bit because it's not like it's the I wouldn't say it's the best animation but I feel like they I, I don't know how to say like they kind of almost do shortcuts but make it feel bigger than it is because even like when the camera pans out at the beginning of the episode and you see the sprawling city but it's also not like the coolest design but it gets the idea across you know what I mean yeah yeah, for sure. I mean, I think and oh, HD barely existed at this time, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah, as yeah, far as the, the level of detail and stuff. Um, but yeah, go on. What were you going to say? And then one another thing I wanted to call out is because uh, they use a lot of clips from the show, which I mean, I'm a guy. I use clips from other stuff all the time, whether it be on TV podcast I used to host or my current podcast which I kind of appreciated, but then I was like, oh, they're doing this a lot. But then on rethinking of it, I think what we're starting to realize, and I never really thought about a rewatch podcast isn't necessarily for someone that is watching it along with you. I've thought that as well. Yeah. yeah, It's for like that. There's a, that's a part of it for sure. Like sometimes some people, because I feel like most people, they're binging a show. They probably will pick a podcast. Like I've had, people tell me they listen to our podcast as they rewatch Sopranos. But I would imagine sometimes you get caught up, you binge like four episodes. You're not going to go back and listen to all four episodes of the podcast, but you're going to be like, Ooh, I like this episode. I like this episode. So you'll listen to those ones. Or it's people that already just know the show front to back and they just want to listen to you discuss each episode. So when you have these quotes dropped in, it's a nice refresher course because it's not necessarily the same as what I did where I turned the podcast on seconds after I just watched the episode. So I'm sitting at first like, yeah, I know I heard this line, but I'm like, oh, okay, no, actually that's for that's for the, I'm not the, the one listening to every episode at the moment. I'm checking in on this specific one. So I do kind of like it. And then in our, our kind of weird zombification of what we're doing, where we're taking parts of these podcasts and building them into our own show, we might have to start pulling clips from some of these fucking podcasts we discuss. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good point. I'm making note of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I think it's mm, no, I lost it. But uh, going hmm. back to what you said about the creator getting in on the recap, uh, I think I, re I listened to this twice because I listened to it as a normal episode in my like, I'm listening to this and then went back and picked it for us to do. And I listened to it again. I do think Brian, the creator uh, of the show, was definitely reading the recap and then he kind of cut in with his own thoughts. It's just something mm. I noticed where I was like, okay, yeah. he's definitely reading that bit and then cutting in but it still kind of works um and i think you had a great point about uh that's not how the way we the previous jim and jacob who made the sopranos podcast the way we imagine it is someone watches it then listens then watches it then listens yeah but you're right i, I would say probably a, a hefty percentage is people who are just obsessed with this show whatever show it is and has listened to every podcast already like that is the kind of core base that you're usually appealing to and they're not gonna 
watch it in sync necessarily. Though apparently people do that and have done that with our Sopranos thing, but it's probably a minority. So I think you're right about the the audio clips there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it does kind of work. I, I, again, I they might not need as many as they have, but it's still nice little production value. Now, um, so yeah, inside stories, I feel like they they do pretty well with it. You know, talking about, although I guess because what I was going to say is with the creator kind of helping with the recap, it helps where, you know, a thing that happens with a lot of podcasts when they have guests, especially if they have a main topic like this, where the hosts have to keep steering it, is a common thing that will happen is the guest disappears for a while. So it keeps that from happening, but I feel like Dante maybe disappears for a while instead. Um, hmm. I mean, he still chimes in here and there, but it's kind of mostly you hear from the creator and then Cora, whatever her name is. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so there's like good and bad to that, but it's good because he brings in, yeah, just different talks. Like I, I enjoyed even not, again, I don't know the lore so much of this show, but I noticed the hybrid animals and kind of hearing the origin of that and how it was like, a thing uh, traced back to him as a, as a kid, like just drawing for fun that went away and then came back. And then it was kind of fun hearing about the, the, the writers and how they were like, didn't see the purity of it to him. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. He kind of gets annoyed because they're like, these comedy writers we hired kept making jokes about my hybrid edibles. I was just trying to build the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the way I love comedy writers, but everything's got to be a goddamn joke. And here I am. pouring my heart and soul into these hybrid <laughs> animals and then they're like well what if we made a gross hybrid animal or what if we just made a one what if we just had a bear it wasn't even a hybrid uh which is a funny bit in this episode as well where they're like what kind of bear is it like i guess it's just a bear um yeah which you know with a season and a half of build-up of every animal being a hybrid you can imagine that probably lands a bit better than it did for you you're just like oh yeah it's a bear yeah <laughs> but i guess you got it <laughs> no i got it um, i like i i picked up the bit on the balance between the hosts and everything on this feed you can see both recap episodes and guest episodes and usually they'll be separate right like usually they'll do Uh, They did one, you know, at the start of the season where they talk to both the creators and have a chat or they have people on who have worked on the show in various capacities, um, but they're usually not uh, recap episodes. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they have the writer on and they talk about that particular episode, but kind of comparing it to Scrubs where they had Joshua Radin on for Fake Doctors Real Friends, that felt really kind of unbalanced uh, in that Joshua Radin was just kind of hanging out and then played a song at the end, Mm -hmm. although that show is a whole different kettle of fish like structure wise anyway and we did enjoy it so i can't really complain but it's an interesting we we see this mix right right on in almost all the ones we've discussed of how they decide to split that up with the guests and not having guests um and i guess it, it worked fairly well in this yes and um i liked that because it, it can go either way with um like a creator showrunner writer whatever getting into jesus excuse me uh getting into like storyline insight because you know a lot of writers don't want to like they want to let the uh the themes or whatever you want they want the viewer to take whatever they can from it um Mm -hmm. but i feel like he does a good job of giving insight into some of the stuff they're hinting at and what they're going for without fully spelling it out either 
Um, and I mean, I'm not acting like there's like the deepest subtext here, but you know, there are things they're getting at, uh, on the show. So, you know, I like that. Cause some people, cause on one hand, it's annoying if a writer like over explains, uh, their, their show movie, whatever. On the other hand, it's also when they play too coy, that's also annoying. Like, hmm, well, what did you think about it? What did you think we were going for there? Uh, yeah. you know? Uh, so I, I think there's a good balance there as well um, as he's kind of like when they start getting into stuff like that. Yeah. So fairly, fairly good in regards to giving us insights behind the scenes, talking about various dynasties that inspired the clothing and their trip where, as you said, they had a handler when they went to Beijing, uh, taking them around. They had a frantic hour in an architecture museum or park or whatever where they'd rebuilt a bunch of different era houses and they just ran around taking pictures for reference um stuff like that that's would be interesting to to fans of the show um now what about fan engagement running bits things like that i mean they every episode they talk about the most valuable bending moment at the end they ask every guest what type of bender they would be in their favorite hybrid animal but i think they don't in this well i was gonna say i did not get on yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I didn't really hear any of that. I did hear the yeah. ob obviously the most valuable bending moment because it was at the moment where I was like, "Oh wow, there's like five minutes left and they haven't done a thing," which I guess mm -hmm. it's not terrible. Um, but uh, at least on this episode, the running bits definitely took a back seat and were almost lip service, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> wow, uh, harsh words from one Jim Scampoli. <laughs> well, while we're on harsh words, I want to connect back to my question from the start where you were like, where, where I was asking about kind of the voices, the cadence, your first impression, because I carried within me a seed of fear and doubt that maybe this podcast is cringe. Um, mm. Like the way that these people talk i or you know the, the the two main hosts i carried a fear that perhaps you'd come into this thinking it's pretty much like office ladies the way they talk almost talking to us like we're children or something which would make uh, sense because it's a cartoon mm. or and because they're voice actors uh but that was kind of some because i've listened to this show before right and sometimes i'm like I was listening to several episodes that I was like, is Jim going to hate this because of how they're kind of like, hi guys, like just kind of yeah. exaggerated characteristics. Did you get that at all? Was where, where my fears founded? I mean, I only, like I said, it only came across as someone who doesn't either like they're maybe they're potentially not that big of a fan of podcasts anyways, or, you know, they're not like, I don't want to say not used to doing it, but yeah, it, it does come off as like, like someone thinking how you're supposed to sound. But I just, I chalk that up more too as like, Hey, you know, my thing isn't, I, I want to host a podcast. My thing is I'm a voice actor. So there's yeah. definitely an element, like what you're saying is there, but it didn't come off to me as any worse than, uh, like, a some other similar podcast, you know what I mean? Where someone kind of, I don't want to say like first turns on the mic, but is almost doing what they think their voice should do because they're talking into a microphone. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's good. I did want to get your honest opinion on that. And it is true. There are so many of these that just whatever episode we pick, it almost seems like they're exclaiming like, we don't even know what a podcast is. Like, I could <laughs> never true. do this. Yeah. Thank God we've got our five <laughs> audio technicians or whatever. And you're like, okay, so the passion is at zero here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah 
Um, um, as far as so, I was gonna like yeah. ding them on business acumen, but I guess like thinking about it, you're right. It's like an ad for the show, and they also really pimp this. Like they really uh, subliminally keep talking about the art book. So I'm sure like this podcast has sold some art, some Avatar art books that they keep referencing. No, nah, um, man. Okay, I'm gonna cut in because you don't even know. I'm gonna get into my foreshadow report from earlier. So okay. I would say that this podcast is part of a multi-layered media strategy from the newly formed Avatar Studios. So basically, Ooh. this show was extremely popular. Obviously, it started in 2005, um, and then Legend of Korra came out. I think it finished in 2014. And you know, there was a movie that we don't talk about at some point, etc. Uh, but there's always been heaps of spin-offs and comics and things like that but they've kind of they didn't really have i i don't really know exactly the sequence of events right but basically there was this netflix show 2018 it was announced that they were working on it and then they were in that for about a year then they stepped away from that and instead a new production company started that's called avatar studios and Avatar Studios, if I can find it here, they have some sort of, they have a mission statement that's along the lines of, you know, we're just going to make heaps of Avatar things. Um, yeah. It says they have a multi-tiered plan for the future of the Avatar series. This is basically, their objective is to turn what was a couple of successful TV shows into a fucking, like, big picture franchise. Um, okay. So it says the projects of Avatar Studios will expand upon the largely unexplored past as well as future of the world of Avatar. Each project will feel like Avatar but have its own unique tone and look. They came out the gate, announced like three animated theatrical films, like full feature films and a new TV show, all of these things that they're basically mostly keeping under wraps but are working on at the moment. So Avatar Studios came, like it was, they started hiring and created it to my understanding relatively shortly after they left Netflix, right? So the Netflix show is a co-production between Nickelodeon, or at least their name is on it, Nickelodeon owns Avatar, uh, and Netflix. But at some point, the creator stepped away. Avatar Studios was created and launched. That was in early 2021. This show, uh, this podcast, premiered in June 2021. So like six months later, uh, after this new mm. media company was created. So basically, it's not just creating nostalgia and you know, remember these projects, let's buy this art book. It's like, we are building like heaps and heaps of content and it's all under wraps for now, but this is one of the vehicles we're putting out there. They also, the same year, 2021, launched one of the most successful Kickstarters of all time for a tabletop role-playing game based on Avatar The Last Airbender. Basically a bunch of different formats and content that they're putting out. So that's not to say that this is a nefarious sort of, psyop to get us all excited about <laughs> avatar but when we're talking about business acumen this is just one tier in a as i said uh what i would call a multi-layered strategy that spans not years but rather decades hmm. well that's smart although i guess so what are where does that leave the netflix movies is it kind of like they have to be polite about it but it's clearly like if you're an avatar head you're like, hey, I'll watch those Netflix movies, but that's like fan fiction bullshit. I think that's how I see. I mean, all that I've seen about it is everyone going like, right, I'm dipping. I'm out. I don't care about this show. I mean, I'll watch it. But, you know, basically 
if the creators are not involved, people are not excited. They have uh, people have a lot of faith in the pe- people who actually made this show, and I think the Shyamalan movie uh, kind of made everyone really aggressive towards stuff that's you know where the creative control is taken out of their hands. And interestingly, Avatar Studios, as I mentioned, for some reason, and I think maybe this is part of the psyop. I got the impression that this is kind of their company. They're running it. Mm. It is a subsidiary of Nickelodeon Animation. Like, it's owned by Nickelodeon. Now, the two creators do run it. Like, they're the creative directors of it. But that is worth uh, bearing in mind. So it's all Viacom, uh, like, making this media for us to consume and enjoy. Well, that's weird because it it has to be... I mean, I guess to Nickelodeon, it's like, hey, whatever, you know, uh, more stuff, more stuff. That's more, you know, merchandising product to sell or whatever, because it reminds me uh, in a kind of a similar fashion is uh, Chucky, uh, the the killer doll, Child's Play. Okay, because, interesting. Because, I, you know, my your involvement in Avatar is equivalent to my involvement <laughs> yeah. in Chucky. I saw... Yeah. The Buffy episode where there's a killer doll, that's pretty much mm. where my connect- connection ends. Well, Chucky rocks. But anyways, like Don Mancini is this guy that created Chucky. But then I think maybe the original director or something like the original movie's called Child's Play. And I think Universal owns all of it. And Universal did a Child's Play reboot. It was like 2019 or something like that. Uh, or, or yeah, it couldn't have been 2020. And... But the, the problem was that at the same time, Don Mancini was making a Chucky TV show, but they were obviously different because mm-hmm. the, the, child, the Child's Play reboot was more about like a robotic Alexa-type, you know, networked doll. But, oh no, my Alexa's talking. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell, man. Chucky's coming for him. <laughs> yeah. But then, so at the time, everyone's like, well, what the fuck? You're kneecapping Don Mancini because he puts his movies out under just Chucky now, where his show is Chucky. But so there was this kind of like split in the fan base where it's like, okay, you know, we'll go see this new movie. Wasn't as bad as you'd expect it to be, but we don't consider that real. And then last year or well, 2021, the Chucky show came out and it was season one came out and it was awesome. And it was almost like the heroes won. Uh, But I think Universal is still like above all of it. And here in this case, Nickelodeon, because it's got to be weird if these other guys come back and they're like, hey, we know we're making these Netflix things, but we want to start a studio and start making our own shit. Um, But I guess to them, it's like, well, hey, this is all building a brand, whatever, whatever. Throw it all against the wall. Whatever sticks is good for us, I guess. Yeah, I it, I wish I knew more. I wish there was a documentary that actually goes into it. But just looking at the sequence of events, my thinking is, you know, when you're looking at the Avatar show that's coming up on Netflix, when you look at the production companies, it's Netflix and then it's something called Ridgeback, who I guess made the Lego movie or whatever, and then Nickelodeon. So, mm. and it's distributed by Netflix, obviously. So I would consider this, and I think most people consider it a Netflix show first and foremost a netflix adaptation um that's not to say that you know before it even comes out people who are making other avatar content are going to be like fuck this show but they clearly (laughs) they didn't create the studio their own studio while they were working on this i think if they were heavily involved in the netflix show maybe there wouldn't be an avatar studios or maybe that would all be about making a cool live action thing and instead they clearly arrived at we're getting too much pressure to you know what was it creative let me see creative differences 
there was an open letter from one of the creators where they cited differences in their approach to the show, uh, citing a negative and unsupporting environment during their time at the studio. Hmm. Um, so that's talking about Netflix versus Nickelodeon has always been relatively supportive and have now created their own studio within that after they broke away from Netflix. So they're directing their attention there now. So there yeah. are concurrent projects coming through. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's definitely it's, an interesting landscape. Yeah, I guess it's just whatever to do with licensing. But it's like, it's just interesting we've gotten to this point because obviously for a time, I don't think a lot of studios would like to have almost competing projects within the same brand because it's like, I, I mean, I guess we'll see because when this Netflix thing comes out, is it supposed to be considered canon? Is it just supposed to be some sort of remake of the old cartoon is it is it supposed to be a continuation is it something completely different in the universe i mean i don't know i guess that's to be seen or whatever the rumors are but it's just that's pretty interesting to me that you could potentially have competing products that are like the same world the same characters yeah but it is a reimagined live action remake so it's oh it's live the original okay. show yeah All right, that that's, makes that's sense. the bit that that's the bit that's got a must have gotten lost in because uh, I just know too much about this, obviously. So mm. I, I didn't emphasize that enough. But Netflix is making a live action one. Everything else they're making is animated. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, this is, I think that it does make sense. Um, like I was saying, where it's no ads or it's like, why would they produce something like this and pay for it? But yeah, it's keeping the brand alive. And now you're telling me it's like this, it's a, it's a cog in a wheel of like a multi-level strategy of, you know, uh, yeah. because something like this, especially, you know, as like you do get chance, a chance to hear from the real people behind the scenes, you know, it, it does build that better loyalty and trust. Um, and you're more like, oh, I, instead of, I like these characters, like, oh, I like the showrunner. Like not many people are always, yeah. I mean, besides myself and Jacob, are like, oh, <laughs> we love this showrunner. What, what other shows yeah. you got coming out? <laughs> yeah. And I think official podcasts, usually the way we see them there's something that the network pumps out as they're releasing a show, right? To build hype. You know, Netflix has a bunch of official podcasts we might get to uh, and various other like networks. They have podcasts, but they're usually like released weekly as whatever show is being released or, you know, if it's Netflix, fuck it. Um, but whereas this is coming out, you know, uh, 15, 20 years after more or less uh, the original show. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did have a fake ad in this. I don't know if you got that, but there's like oh. a, a, yeah, I a did. little fake comedy ad, but I, it's like an inside joke or something, but I didn't get it. So I presume meant absolutely nothing to you. I did, couldn't even tell if it was a real ad at first, but then I realized, oh no, this is some sort of reference. Yeah, because no, because I, I did start to think like, oh, finally an ad. And I was like, oh no, this is some sort of like in-universe ad. <laughs> at least that's yeah. how I read it. Um, but yeah, so I guess as far as business acumen, it's like almost a whole new ball game, but impressive nonetheless, knowing like all the stuff that's going on and how it's just a piece of where we're going. Proximity mm -hmm. to main characters. I mean, I guess they don't have the kid that's, uh, what's his name? Angu? Ang. Ang. <laughs> Interestingly, like I said, Dante Basco is very kind of on the convention scene and has been active within the fandom even before this versus the kid who played Ang was literally like a child. And yeah. he now, he still works in film, but behind the scenes now. And they mm. do have at various times like a few like other actors and stuff. But it does. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. While he's not the main character, 
Prince Zuko is definitely like a fan favorite. And he's, you know, he's one of the six main characters or whatever you would call it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Korra's not in this one, obviously. <laughs> but, but I mean, still, I know obviously Korra's going to have her own show. And I guess she said she pops up shortly after this. Or does she, she pops up on the Avatar show, correct? No, the Avatar, oh. actually, the Korra show is set like 70 years after. Ah, so, okay. Most of the characters are either dead or really old in the next show yeah. they made. Okay. But either way, it's still like, you know, if this is more of uh, what it sounds like, they probably will do the the Legend of Korra as well because it's more of like a universe type podcast. It's still pretty close, pretty, pretty close to the main characters here. I guess they don't really have an official website. I'm just seeing the iHeart because uh, they also kind of, is this an iHeart podcast as well? Yeah, it's got yeah, an logo. And I'm thinking next, we probably need to investigate these fucking conglomerates, these fucking yes. podcast companies like iHeartRadio. Several of these have been on iHeartRadio and I cl clicked into it on Wikipedia and then the next layer after it and the next layer after it is like Clearview Media. Something started in the 70s, one of the biggest radio like or at the biggest radio broadcaster in the US but this is like their podcast division or whatever and I'm like why is it like anyone can make a podcast right so mm -hmm. why is iHeartRadio the one with its fingers in all the pies or you know Earwolf or whoever like we know podcast networks are a thing but like I really would like to better understand what is what is everyone getting and gaining out of all of this you know yeah was it clear channel that maybe I don't mm -hmm. know it's like clear, clear channels are very was a very big radio but either way um so yeah i mean no, no i guess but but it is kind of like you don't necessarily need an official website anymore you have your feed that's what it's all about especially with a podcast unless you're going to be pimping merch and stuff which again i don't really see but i but it's not i guess it's not about specifically braving the elements merch it's about avatar merch which i guess you could probably find in a nickelodeon store or wherever yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's they don't have a website, but it's like advertised on the official Avatar YouTube and whatever. Yeah. So, you know, they get the word out there. And yeah, did you say Clear Channel? That sounds... Yeah, Clear Channel. They, yeah. they used to, or them. I'm sure they probably still are. They're a big radio conglomerate. Yeah, um, iHeartRadio is owned by iHeartMedia. And iHeartMedia was formerly CC Media Holdings, the CC being Clear Channel Communications, yes. Inc. So for... Even though podcasts are a thing of the future, it is still a large sector of it controlled by this company started in 1972 to control uh, terrestrial broadcasting. So that's yes. cool. Now, in a weird way, I guess that kind of does take the podcast charm away. Oh, yeah. Um, is that, are we just talking about podcasts in general? Because yes. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I'm just trying to... Well, because I'm just thinking because some of the stuff we rated on we rate these on like because even though websites aren't that important or graphics or whatever i mean i guess their logo is fine uh gets the point across you know it's got the title it's got the guy um but it's almost like even though we're reviewing these podcasts hosted by television actors like there's something about and maybe this is my idealistic view of podcasts as a podcaster Yes, is it that is. There's there's something about them having to slang their own merch <laughs> and fucking throw a catchphrase on a T-shirt and hope that it catches on. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. even like seeing Zach Braff have to be like, 
you know, uh, fake doctors, real friends shirts, or like my cuddly chocolate bear or whatever, buy the, buy the pajamas, whatever it might be. Or even, you know, Jenna Fisher on Office Ladies having to be like, you know, ladies, get it done the first time or whatever. Get the tote bag. <laughs> There's, <laughs> And maybe I'm just uh, nostalgic for, for a bygone era because these conglomerates are taking over podcasts, starting with using TV actors to invade it. Um, but I'm almost like doc, even though I think it's a well-done podcast, I'm almost docking some points away because they don't have them scrapping out there. Like they're just getting a fatty check from Avatar Studios or Nickelodeon or whatever. They don't have to be like, go get, you know, uh, uh, Blue Chew. You never feel like you don't d deliver in the bedroom. Buy some Blue Chew. Get to get some boner pills. Uh, mm. Use this. Use the promo code Avatar when you're buying your dick pills. Okay. Have you heard our intro to our podcast though? Like, I think you're being too soft on these other podcasts. These actors came onto our turf and we That's should have true. salted the ground before we yeah. left, but that, that was our bad. But now you're saying, I mean, yes, obviously. Yes, you're right. This is a corporation that's just spewing out content for us to enjoy just because it happens to be content that I actually enjoy. I'm going to be a biased little shill and say, mm. Oh, it's so nice. I'm going to buy the art book. Like I get that. I'm, I'm part of the problem here. Um, but it's no better than Zach Braff with his biggest Kickstarter in the world. Hey, yeah. I'm going to come and I'm Kickstarters are now just going to be for famous people. Like they've done it before, Jim, and they yeah. will do it again. So I don't know why you're being harsher on this than all of these other motherfuckers. Well, all I'm saying is because, again, Zach Braff has to tell us to, uh, you know, sign up for Uber or whatever. Zach Braff has to find a guy to make a theme song. You know, here we are with braving the elements and uh let me say right here and we're using that's the official theme song right yeah yeah it's so it's like song. i'm just saying you, you lose a little bit for that because you, you you're almost at the very least even if you don't buy it like with zach braff as like it's almost like uh He's putting up a front, acting like, oh, please help support me by buying buying a T-shirt. At least he's putting up that front. Like, these people don't even have to do that. They're just like, oh, don't worry. We got the official theme song. We don't have to sell T-shirts. It ain't yeah. about us. No, we got a fatty Nickelodeon check coming in the mail for fucking, um, uh, uh, what's his name, TikTok, so we can open the check up and <laughs> say what kind of dinner he's buying. Dante you're saying Bosco. it loses it loses some character is what you're saying like it yes. doesn't have that personal connection or anything like yes. that or at least they're pretending in the other ones where, yeah. whereas this is like hey do you want some content and we're like yes yeah. um, well i, I guess, I, guess all... I get it and you're right zach zach braff does have to get someone to make a theme song and then not play for 20 minutes you're right <laughs> like that is a thing it's very true well, I guess because this all ties in together, because if you haven't noticed listening to the show, we do kind of break down criteria. So a lot of these tie together between like web design, graphics, merch reviews, you know, ad ability, like finances, and then the ownership structure. So I guess, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like their podcast, I guess, is what it comes down to, mm, which is not yeah. necessarily that doesn't mean it can't be it's not an enjoyable show. Because, yes, I do think this is probably, like, structurally and, you know, they keep it tight. Even at an, even though an hour, like, an hour, like, to me, it feels long just because it's like, oh, I don't watch this show. 
but I mean, an hour is pretty good for a podcast length. And I think it's kind of like the norm. Whereas, you know, we mentioned again, going back to Zach Braff, very long episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like a nice tight structure. It's very recap heavy, but not to its detriment because they still weave in, uh, you know, a good amount of background and insight. But then I guess the, the, the only real thing they start to lose points on is that, yes, it does, even though it's got very good proximity to the main character, the main characters, it feels like the, whoever's behind it could be like, all right, you know what? You guys are done. Let's throw in some other people. We're, we're talking Avatar. You're not the selling point. Avatar is the selling point. Yeah. You know, I think I think you have a point because I this that's probably why I wouldn't go through and listen to every episode. Like I said, I'd listen to this, but I dip in and out when there's like a writer on or a, one of the creators or an actor. Or there's an interesting episode because I really like the show. But I don't feel, even having listened to a bunch of episodes, I don't feel like I'm building any type of connection with the hosts, really. Which is probably why I asked you at the start, like, are they a bit cringe? Because they are upfront about it. They say Nickelodeon's, they say it's Nickelodeon's podcast about everything Avatarverse or whatever, something like that. Um, and granted, other shows are also, I mean, you're, like Mafia Ladies, what was it called? Bad <laughs> yeah, Bitches. Made Women. and uh, yeah, yeah, Made yeah. Women. I mean, that wasn't owned by them either. That true. would just happen to Very be the true. same, but a bad podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think the only conclusion I can have to what you're saying is I have a confession to make. Um, okay. And it relates to our friend Zach Braff. I have listened to one more episode of fake doctors real friends you know i'm not gonna say it's got me hooked maybe we can chronicle this throughout our season here but i have gone back and i listened to another episode and it was also a quite a long one so obviously there's some sort of connection there there's something there that i like maybe i'm just more nostalgically connected to it or what but the way that they bullshit and go off script like they're never gonna go that far off script here and i actually i'm gonna pull up a, a podcast an apple podcast review I was reading before this because I was like, I might be too soft on this. I need to get some criticism in here. And uh, one of the criticisms thrown at this is uh, there are virtually no contrasting ideas when it comes to analysis and social commentary. It is one big circle jerk where one person says something and the next says, so true, bestie, every time. Uh, (laughs) It takes one look at any online avatar community to see that there is constant debate about a lot of aspects of the show, yet none of that is portrayed in this podcast. So Hmm. what do you make of that? I guess that's interesting because the thing is going into this, I was like, you know what? This is a very strong podcast and it it is. I'm not, I'm still not even saying it isn't, but it's almost like talking it out here where I'm finding like, that's what I was trying to put my finger on is that, Mm -hmm. you know what? This is an enjoyable one episode, but I wonder if I was listening to this every week, if I'd be like, eh, all right, you know, it's not bad or anything, but it's also not very like stimulating or, not getting a lot out of it so maybe i'm not going to stick it stick with it through the long haul i'm going to peek back in when some of my favorite episodes come up or if, oh hey they got a great guest i want to hear what's going on there so i guess that's kind of like i couldn't really put my finger on it because i was hard pressed initially to think like you know what hey they're getting down to it they're talking about the episode they're kind of doing what a tv podcast should do um but i guess there was just kind of a small it factor and it probably does just come down to ownership structure and i guess one of the things i love about doing our show that we're doing right now 
is I weirdly enough, I think we're both learning a lot about podcasting and I don't, we just uh -huh. said it, we did this as a goof, as a joke. <laughs> and now we're like learning what? a lot. <laughs> and now we're learning a lot about like podcasting, at least for what we look for, or what we think is important. And I never really thought about how important it is to feel like the hosts, like they do have ownership in it. And it is like, they're putting themselves out there a bit more. And again, this is nothing yeah. against, I think the hosts on this show are very good. I think the show's pretty good, uh, even coming from an outsider. But yeah, that's the the main thing that's kind of keeping it, keep holding it back a little bit. Okay, first of all, I can't believe you started this as a joke. I was dead serious <laughs> all along. Um, but I think it, it's a it's a fair uh, point that I think it's it doesn't take it doesn't mean it's not good, but it's good no. with limitations. It's like it's got training wheels on. Like this is the official messaging of the Nickelodeon Corporation, so it's always going to draw within the lines to a certain extent. That's not to say, like as we said at the start, like some of these insights are great. Like, and we if we like a TV show, why wouldn't we want to hear the creator of the TV show talk about it or whatever? But with that said, I have. I have the Appa stuffed toy, which is the air bison that's not really mm. featured in this episode. I had to order him especially from China, nice. uh, from some weird factory. It's not an official one. It's really wonky looking. <laughs> I contributed to the Kickstarter I mentioned. I'm still waiting for my fucking tabletop role-playing game after over a year. And this was during the pandemic, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah. They, they said there was a paper shortage. Come on. You plan come for this. On. They're supposed to deliver it in a few months. Point is, I am a fan of this, and yet I am still only at the level where I would dip in and out of this podcast. Like, you you're describing about yeah. yourself like and I, I i can't really imagine going beyond that but it's also like that's fine too you know if you have a thing you dip in and out of i think that's fine it's probably never gonna it's never gonna reach the level of truth and honesty that you might see from uh something else where where someone's speaking directly from the heart no filter etc but you know that's how we get joe rogan so maybe that's a bad thing True. i don't know well, and also, and, and and to the show's credit, maybe that's what a TV podcast should be. Maybe it should just be like focused just on the show. You know, here, we, like, like, let's let's hone in on it. But then again, the other part of that is goes back to that review. There should also be a little bit more than like, yeah, that's right, bestie. Like, on to the next. Like, there should be maybe a little bit more back and forth. Um, and I guess it's probably why we won't. I mean, we, we obviously probably will stay away mostly from official podcasts, except for like special circumstances, or at least we wanted to check in on one, at least one. That's why we discussed this one. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, it reminds me a little bit, but a little different, like the Vince DeGilligan shows, the Breaking Bad Insider podcast, the Better Call Saul Insider podcast. Whereas I don't think. I still think they have ownership of that show, but everyone's so chummy and like it's part of their vibe is just that. I mean, obviously they all work together on one thing, so they're going to love it. But in a way, that's part of the charm of that is because they're like, the crew's great. Oh my God. The costumes are amazing. The set design. Wow. The music. Can you believe what we made? But that's almost like you want to hear that from all these people behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. I have a theory that Vince Gilligan has to be into the most like depraved shit sexually because he's such a yeah. nice guy yeah. on that podcast and in everything that features him. And you're right. I, I I didn't even think that that would be worth discussing. But talking about this one makes me think maybe it is worth talking about some of those. What, what insights might we derive from uh, a show like that? Because I, I think this has been a very fruitful discussion, as you said.
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Patting ourselves. You, uh, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. what, what I should say is so true, bestie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're great. And who yeah. knows, maybe I will have to check out, I, I'll have to put Avatar, The Last Airbender, on my list of shows to maybe check out down the line. Mm, yeah. It's it's one of those ones where you're like, okay, if you're starting from the start, it, it's a bit more of a kid's show, you mm. know? So it's like hard to strongly recommend it. I find that with some podcasts as well, when you recommend them, obviously it's like, yeah, it, it finds its stride. Uh, it's not bad, but uh, it really gets there. So I, I um, mean, as a yeah. fan of... As a fan of Buffy, like I know yeah. that the you know I know that feel of being like, hey, you know, you got to watch the first season. And even as a fan, like I don't even think the first season's that bad anymore. But you think of it from someone else's point of view, so I get it. Like some things you got to stick with a little longer, and some of the best things you got to stick with a little longer because it's it's going to pay off. Just like our podcast that we're doing right now, that <laughs> yeah. obviously has a concept that is evergreen and will continue forever until <laughs> somehow we make money but anyway we probably got to go because we got to go find a buffy podcast that's hosted by <laughs> dawn or some bullshit and yeah. we're gonna do that next time maybe i don't know we'll we'll figure it out but uh any closing thoughts on this one jim um well i guess what is our order i, I don't think we even made a note of what our order was because <laughs> right order. now we oh, have right, sure. uh right. we have what we have fake doctors real friends is at the mm -hmm. top um what shows did we watch we should definitely have that in a document somewhere. This is yeah. where when we review our own podcast, we're going to give us yes. bad ratings because we don't fucking have our shit together. Well, this is um, where we learn. Um, and then, of course, we had Office Ladies. Mm -hmm. And then we had uh, uh, Made Women. Right. So we've only done three, right? This is our fourth. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sorry, people. I mean, I know you're listening to this, but this, you know, this has been months and months of work, guys. That is true. Like every epi every episode of this, we take at least two weeks to just really digest, listen to each episode a few yes. times, watch the show a few times, you know. So, um, well, now again, I, I it could be biased because I almost was thinking this was going to overtake Fake Doctors Real Friends. But even though Fake Doctors Real Friends, as we said, is too long. I think as far as I think the personal spin is what puts it over the top. And yep. then I think I'm all, then honestly, we, I'm not going to argue. I'm shocked to okay. hear you thought it would overtake it, but go on. And then I, then we got braving the elements. Avatar braving the elements is number two. Yeah. Uh, then we have office ladies. And then unfortunately at the bottom, we have made women. Yeah. And then obviously at the top above all of them, uh, bad bitches. <laughs> the main oh, yeah, yeah. What was or what I, I, that? That's just one I made up. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. it. Was actually made. Like that. Was it made women re, re reviewed or was it the other one? Anyway, just check the feed. No, we uh, reviewed both. Okay. <laughs> we reviewed cool. both. All right. Well, that's yeah. it then. Uh, I think I would agree. I might. You know, we'll see if I keep listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends at all. Maybe I'll have an opinion. Maybe it's better or worse than my initial read. We'll see. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff you keep coming back for. So thanks for listening, uh, everyone. Uh, remember to go to showswhatyouknow.com and, you know, leave a review, whatever. It doesn't really matter because uh, all these fucking conglomerates, all these mm. corporations taking over. If you want to free your mind, go to showswhatyouknow.com and, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter or whatever platform you're using these days. Yeah, then don't worry. We're going to step up our web uh, site uh, design and we're also going to step up our merch. We yeah, buy our, our art book. 
<laughs> yeah, get, get our art book. And we kept it under an hour. Thanks, everybody.